0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Rodcast. Uh, good to be chatting with you, Pastor Rod. And we are doing part three of awakening. We are having just great discussions about this concept of awakening, of God drawing hearts uh, to himself. And we're going to look at a great story from Acts chapter 10 today uh, of the awakening that Cornelius has and how Peter is part of that process. And just wanting to learn some lessons together of how we can be ready as individuals and as a church for these people that God is drawing in. So awesome. Pastor, can you just give us a quick outline of this story of in Acts chapter 10, um, and then we'll dive into details. Yeah, there's
1: a great guy called
0: Cornelius.
1: He's Italian. It says it very clearly. He's a centurion, which means he's a soldier in charge of over 100 men, maybe up to 1,000. Uh, he's very influential. He's in a city called Caesarea. Which mm. is sort of like a hundred k's from Jerusalem. Now, this guy—he's a good guy. He, he's a mm. centurion, a tough guy, but he's—the Bible clearly says he he loves people in under mm. his care, and it says that God's listening to him, which is really yeah. an interesting part of our concept of awakening—that yeah. God is listening and God is watching for those whose hearts are strong. It's mm. a great scripture. I wish I knew where it was right now. It says in the Old Testament <laughs> that the eye of the Lord goes mm. to and fro upon the earth to, to see those whose hearts are for him mm. to strengthen them. Yeah. Well, Cornelius is certainly in that category that caught God's eye, hunger. Mm. And so it says in this story that um, he calls out to the Lord and God yeah. sends Peter. It's a long mm-hmm. journey for Peter to come because he's a Jew yeah. and this guy is a Gentile, which means a person from a non-Jewish religious background. Mm. And Peter's got to work through some religious stuff to turn up and actually share the good news. So that's Mm. this whole story. It's a story of an awakening Mm. and then the journey on the behalf of the discipler that God calls to actually work through his own cultural stuff, baggage to be effective. It's a great story Mm. for us involved in missions or cross-cultural or um, even even pastoring, leading in a country to understand Mm. people and the way yeah. that God
0: operates. So it's a great story to talk about. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, maybe we can just start with that point of, of Peter. God had to work in Peter before he could go there and be a part of Cornelius' story. Peter had to make room in his heart mm. for, for this guy. And um, so yeah, can maybe just talk through the details of that and why is it so important for us to to have room in our heart for people from different cultures and backgrounds? Well, obviously,
1: we've got to be uh, have the love of the Lord for every culture, mm. and mm. every age and stage, person, and mm. you know, we we've got to be full of love. And Pe- Peter was a loving guy. He had mm. seen Jesus crucified, and then saw the resurrected Jesus over a period of day- many days. Was loved by Jesus, brought back by Jesus, preached the mm. first message in Acts chapter two, and three thousand get saved. Like this guy is a powerhouse. Yeah. But by this time in Acts ten. He's obviously been a bit. Um, how can I say? Um, maybe bashed a bit by religious issues. Um, mm. A bit, a bit tired, and it sounds mm. like he's actually having a holiday by the sea, which is no problem with that. But it yeah. does sound as though maybe he's at a low ebb. Maybe, mm. but he's certainly not in Jerusalem. He's a, a day's walk from this city called Caesarea by the sea. Mm. Very clearly. And he's just he's just hanging there, and it says he's having this this um, this afternoon with God on the roof, just a flat roof in the sun. The Mediterranean sun would have been hot, and
0: mm.
1: I don't know if he's sunbaking, but he's just up there with God, <laughs> and he has this this uh, trance-like experience. That's the actual word, mm. trance-like, like an actual full-on mm. vision, a kaleidoscope, yeah. full-color vision from God, mm. and it 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 was really important to prepare him to go to the house of Cornelius. So the vision mm. was this sheet comes down from heaven, a sheet full of what the Jews called unclean animals from the Old Testament, mm. things such as, I guess, shrimp and lobster and um, whatever, a lot, lots of animals there they're not supposed to eat. And God speaks to Peter and says, eat, mm. eat, eat this. And mm. three times this happened and Peter said, no way, no way, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good Jewish mm. believer in Jesus this is a really important moment in missions history mm. because God is calling Peter to go outside his own people group. And yeah. it's also important for us to realize that Peter, when he obeyed God was, this was not like disobeying the old Testament because Jesus fulfilled the old Testament on the cross. Yeah, He became the fulfillment of every law. And there is 615 laws or something in the book, Yeah, you know, mainly Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Not just Mm. 10 commandments, there was 600 plus. Mm. And so we need to understand that Jesus fulfilled the law. He didn't abolish the law. He didn't say Mm. the law is no good. He said, I am now completing the law. Mm. So New Testament, Peter, and also later on we read Paul has the same thing about food sacrifice to idols, but that's Mm. for a different discussion. But here, Peter is saying Mm. to God, I'm a good Jewish Christian, a good Jewish Christian believer in Jesus mm. and 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 God doesn't deal with that side of it he just says ir- irrelevant to the discussion Peter eat mm. because you're about to go to a, a a non-jewish person's home and eat with them it's, it's yeah it's an incredible preparation for missions mm. it really is it's a great it's three yeah. times and as he's having this 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 um, trance there's a knock on the door downstairs mm. tap 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 and it's Cornelius's guy is saying, "Please come and mm. share with my master, who's a day's walk away or a day's yeah. journey away." Yeah, and Peter says, "I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go." So yeah. it's really a great story of preparation for mission field, of understanding yeah. contextualization, understanding yeah. the New Testament, what Christ has done, how the mm. law affects us. A lot of a lot of components are in this story mm. to prepare Peter to share with the Italian. Centurion, And let me just say that as the head of an Italian group of soldiers, it says he was the head of the Italian regiment. Mm. So all the soldiers under Cornelius are from Rome. They're Latin speakers. They're foreigners. Yeah. Yeah. I believe through this was probably the seeds of the church being started in Rome a little mm. bit later. So this is a very wow. important story for missions. Sure. Reach them here. You're going to reach them there. And sure. so this story is huge, but Peter had to overcome his cultural issues. Mm. And let me just share with you a, 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 an interesting story from my life. Is, um, mm. As a very young Christian, I was on a Christian boat and I was with a guy from India, a Christian, and um, he is from a Hindu family. Mm. Uh, he's, 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 his brother was a, a, a priest and, and his brother got saved and then he became a believer Mm. and he kept uh, we used to pray together every night and, and love the lord and mm. um but he said one night he said you know i i've never had beef in my life never mm. i said doesn't doesn't impact me at all i don't care he mm. said no, no no i i need to get over this so he said, i'm gonna yeah. so i remember being with him when I, I i put no pressure under him i didn't care yeah he said i've got to realize now and he he, he ate it and then he went away and threw up and he he said, "It's not religious. It's just my brain says no." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it was a, just a really interesting experience of someone who mm. has been brought up culturally or religiously, yeah. and then having to change their ways, which I honestly don't care about, and I know you yeah. don't either. Mm. Whatever you know, walk your journey. But it was interesting yeah. to see. This would have been a huge thing for Peter. Mm. This would have been a massive if he went to Cornelius' house. Imagine if they served up, you know. Mm pork or shrimp or I, I don't know i'm not i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not trying to read too much in the story but you're going yeah. to someone's meal yeah and you don't know what they're going to put in front of you yeah. and um i've had some interesting experiences like that where in china where they put a um you know something in front of me i didn't want to eat anyway mm. yeah
0: <laughs> it's gonna happen in yeah. missions so maybe peter had his own awakening when he ate bacon or something he had this new Ooh. experience <laughs> it doesn't say that, but yeah, it would be very, very interesting. Oh, that's good. So awesome. So and we got sorry, go for it.
1: I was just gonna say, and by the way, we can refuse to eat food if we don't want to. Like we're not trying to force people to
0: eat anything. Uh yeah. um, yeah. you gotta follow your own conscience. But yeah, yeah very interesting area. Yeah, it's so good. And so we've got two guys. We've got Cornelius who who's a seeker who's has an open heart and we've got peter who god has prepared and now we so peter comes to cornelius's house and then it says that peter says ask him this question why did you send for me mm. uh which is a really uh, great what thing if, so yeah yeah what so I just would love be- to hear from you um as we are helping people as we're meeting new people that god is bringing how important is it for us to ask questions
1: really important Mm. I think it's the key. It's the key engagement question of of what's mm. happening, or why yeah. did you, why did you come to church, or why did you yeah. start to read the Bible, or why yeah. are you asking that question about marriage, or whatever mm. it is. Yeah. To straight away ask questions, um, and I, I'm when people are being awakened, people are mm. very very honest. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't mean we take advantage of that. I'm just saying it. It's a fact. Mm. Um. You know, just recently Viv and I were in one of our cities here in Japan and a lady, first time in church, a Japanese lady, never been to church, but she had been to an alpha group recently mm. and was awakening. Mm. And she came to church and she came up to us, to Viv and I, at the end of the service and said, can I talk to you? And I could see she was she was being moved. Mm could see a little flutter in her eyes or a little bit of tear in a corner of her eye and i said what what's happened to you today mm. and that was the question that sure. what what can i do for you like mm. what i see something is happening what's happening yeah. and she just said i can't understand what i'm feeling i i don't feel bad i just don't know what i'm feeling and mm. i said well just describe it she said well during the message and the, the singing and the message i started to feel something I've never felt before. I said, was it good? She said, it was very good, but I, I, I don't know what to do with it. I said, that's, that's God. Mm. That's God. And, yeah. and she, then she starts tearing up more and I say, it, it's, a, it's a good God. He loves you so much. Yeah. And so we we're able to share the gospel. But the question is, what, mm. what is happening is a very normal question. Yeah. Why did you call me? Why did you come? What's happening? As long as it's yeah. done with a heart of love, we can ask mm. great questions. That's what mm. Alpha does, by the way. Alpha is an yeah. international short video. Uh, we use the Youth Alpha, which we love, uh, yeah. where there's a, there's a life-altering um, question <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> and then a study on something like prayer or who is Jesus. But it's that yeah. question, isn't it, Adrian? You know, mm. I'm going to ask you about this because you you love Alpha. But mm. it seems to be the question
0: that opens people. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's, it's um, they're always in Alpha, they have a silly question, which is always fun, which kind of opens and relaxes people. And then there's a bit of a deeper question. And I think you get such great insight into where people are at. It really does. And it really is helpful for you to know where to go next with that person, um, uh, which is really good. And so uh, just, yeah, I think another thing that I've really seen is uh, we've got a, one of our great pastors in Tokyo, Pastor Tuske. He leads our next steps team. And so uh, that includes the group of people who, when we ask people to make a decision to follow Jesus, we ask them to put up their hand and that team follows them up. And and he's, he's been teaching them this, it's called ask, tell, ask. So first of all, ask them like, how was the last prayer? What is it that what's, what's happening in your heart? Like, what did God speak to you? So ask, so teaching the team to ask great questions. And he said, it's just opened up such a, in an incredible way uh, for, for us to next tell people, okay, now let mm. us share your, our story. Let's let's tell them the good news and then ask them, do they want Jesus? Do they want this? And then to pray for them. So I think it's we've just mm. seen how mm. in this awakening as people are coming, and that's, I think Tuskegee often has great stories because mm. the team is not just, can I pray for you? It's more like, let's ask, like, hey, how yeah. was it? Like, what's happening in yeah. your heart? Yeah. So, yeah. I,
1: I love asking people after the service, I know they're not yet a believer in Jesus, they may not have raised their hand, but I mm. I first time I say I ask three questions. I like to ask three questions. I say, "Did you enjoy church?" And mm. they say, "Yes." Actually, it's four questions. Number two question, <laughs> "Did you like the music?" And they say, "Yeah, it was surprisingly good." I don't yeah. know what they were expecting. <laughs> Third question, "Were the people friendly to you?" And the answer is, mm. "Yes, they're very nice, very friendly." And then my fourth question, last question is did you enjoy, now, did you understand my message? Let's say I was the preacher yeah. and they say, I totally didn't understand your message. <laughs> <laughs> happens a lot. Uh, We've had to yeah. learn not to be, a, um, you know, th- you know, too thin skinned about it. we to yeah, get a bit yeah. tough and re- okay. Yeah. But seriously, it, it doesn't matter because they say, mm. I don't understand, but it was good. I felt mm. something. Yeah. But again, questions we can ask people. How did you feel? What did you think? And yeah, I think people, when they're awakening, are incredibly honest. Mm. You know, they might even be pushed back, like "I don't understand," or "I, yeah, I, like that's fine." Like mm. we're genuinely wanting to understand yeah. where people are. At. Or someone says, "I'm from this religion," and we say, "That's fine. You're welcome." Mm. And they say, "Really? Yeah, of course. You're welcome." So yeah. there's even some objections come up, and we're able to say, "Hey, that's okay." This mm. or I'm not a believer. We say, that's fine a lot of a lot of mm. people are not believers here you know like people yeah. there's a lot of people in, in your circumstance and yeah so the, the, the asking questions is always with a heart of love for them is a great mm. thing so yeah, yeah in acts 10 29 so he comes in and it says there's a lot of people in there in the house yeah he says uh, may I ask why you sent for me it's like yeah. I think he would have <laughs> asked the guy's servants on the way what, why is he asked for me but anyway he wants to hear from Cornelius. Yeah. to speak out why am I in your house yeah what what because there's a lot of people there it says yeah. that he invited other people yeah and being a centurion he would have had a large house with a courtyard mm. and horses and all that sort of thing and a, a household back then also included you know probably you know could be parents cousins mm. uh, colleagues anyway it's a it's a lot of people and probably mm. soldiers under yeah. him. He probably would have said, "Anyone want to hear this guy talk about this guy called Jesus?" Yeah, yeah. Mm. Some of the soldiers would have come. So, we're talking about heads of families, mm. like probably tens, tens of heads of families, if not more. Sure. Wow! All in, and he says to Cornelius, "Can you tell
0: me what are we doing here?" Like it's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> so good. That's so good, and in your in your experience like what what would you say are some good questions for us to ask especially if there's someone who's being awakened like what are some great questions
1: i i I think you know did you enjoy or Mm. not enjoy you can you can tell me like yeah what are you feeling right now so it's very feely Mm. questions yeah um that could open up a whole can of worms but um let's let's let the worms Crawl out and let's see what yeah. have we got. What do we got? You know? Yeah. Yeah. At least we're engaging. Yeah. So I think a question like, Hi, how are you? Did you enjoy? Or mm. what did you feel? Very yeah. feely questions. Mm. I think are great questions. Yeah. Or have you often been to a church? Have you been to church? Yeah. Have you thought about God? Mm. These are big, big questions. Yeah. Um, and and then we, we and then there's going to be more questions out of those mm. questions because they're giving us a direction. Yeah. Questions will follow by things like, "Have you ever read the Bible? Have you ever read this verse?" And we'll show them mm. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So, yeah, we're now uh, understanding their world, mm. and we can ask more relevant questions. Yeah. But without, it's not like a questionnaire. It's not a interrogation. It's a friend. Just tell me more. Yeah. Let's let's. Yeah let's enjoy this this we're engaging get mm-hmm. a coffee and let's let's ask yeah. some some good yeah. questions and then at the end of that can we pray for you is another good question how can we yeah. pray for you yeah job family health mm. could we pray for you
0: yeah hm. so i think just it's it's very organic i think yeah yeah it's so good because i think sometimes we just want to dive straight in and we want to tell them like hey this is this is this and we want to share our perspective we want to share things but really i guess it's i and this is something i'm wanting to keep learning is the power of questions really helps you understand where somebody's at and and also what god's already doing in their life because the reason they're here is because something's happening and we want to find out what is that thing that's happening So that we can really partner with God Mm. uh, on this journey, so awesome. So we have this great story now. Peter gets there. He says, "What's happening?" Cornelius shares the story, and then Peter dives into his message. And so, maybe you can just unpack that a little bit. Like, what what should be if someone asks us Mm. uh, to share? Like, what what do we tell them? Like, what is what are some key elements of the message that we should be sharing? Well, both this message and also one Peter shares in Acts two.
1: Is is very specific to their audience. And Acts 2 is a lot of Old Testament scripture Peter uses. This is this is that. This is Yeah. But here, with these people that don't know God, he just dives in. He says, I want to tell you straight away the message. I'll read from verse 36. You know the message. God sent people of Israel telling them the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. he's heard about this Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He's in Israel or Palestine back then. And um or Israel back then. I don't, I don't know what, what Caesarea is. It's part of the Roman world. And um, you've heard of Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So if, if we ask that question and people say, no, we've got to start with, well, there is a God and he loves you and he said his son, mm. right? So it depends on the context where you enter yeah. in. But the core of it in both chapter 2 and chapter 10 mm. is you, you know that verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and he went around doing good, and healing mm. all those under the power of the devil, for God was with him. Now this is really important for a non-Jewish person like Cornelius. Like mm. uh, he doesn't say Jewish people; he says uh, all people. Yeah, he, he's he's going around. He's just setting people free, Cornelius. Like, yeah. like people like you, Cornelius. People like the audience today. So there's mm. the there's the context of, and we do this a lot in our Bali church. This is for everybody here. The God of mm. creation is your God. And Jesus yeah. died for all, all of his creation. Okay. And it says, mm. we are witnesses of this. And it says, verse forty, uh, verse 39, they killed him by hanging him on a tree, mm. which is crucifixion. Cornelius would have understood that being a Roman centurion. But mm. God raised him from the dead on the third day, and he was seen by us. This is the core. This is mm. the core of the gospel is we serve a Jesus who loves and heals and sets free for all people. Yeah but he died physically on a Roman cross and he Mm. rose again. He's a living God and you can know him and he can interact with your life. And we know it. Yeah. This is the gospel. And you can tell someone that gospel in, in a minute. Yeah. And hopefully you'll tell it with a sense of, um, personal love Mm. for Jesus. Like he really is a good God. He's really amazing savior. Yeah. Um, And, and so, And also in 1 Corinthians 15, where Paul writes to the Corinthians, the basis of the gospel, he says, this Jesus died. Mm. Three days later, he rose. We saw him. Peter saw him. 500 saw him. The resurrection occurred. You can know him. So I think everything we share must include resurrection, Mm. a physical death and a resurrection, because Mm. no one else has that. No other religious Mm. leader, no other teacher or guru has that story. Mm. and now he's alive, he's touched
0: us, and we mm. know it, and yeah. it's powerful. Sure. So yeah, that's the essence so, of the gospel. Yeah, sharing good news. I love it. And I think it's, it's so important. Recently, um, um, I was asked by a, a Japanese guy, he came to our language exchange, and he asked me, what what do you believe as Christians? Um, and <laughs> which is a big question. And so I um i i shared a bunch of stuff with him and and it, we had a great conversation but I, I did feel afterwards man i butchered that i could have done a much better job and so i went and i chatted the next tuesday with one of our great pastors japanese pastors tuske and i was like okay like help me like if you were asked this question what would you say because what you believe is christians is a big question and so he just said to me i would start at the place that um that there's a creator and his name and he, and he created you and he loves you and he's got a great plan and purpose for your life. And, and then can I tell you my story? And so that was uh, his perspective and um, which was, which I thought was just so great. Cause it's like, yeah, there is so much that we can, there is like so much to what we believe, but it's actually just starting with that perspective. And so, yeah. yeah. So what, so mm-hmm. it's just sharing that good news, sharing about God's love, God's plan, God's purpose the resurrection of Jesus, um, and, and just that he's alive today and he's with us and he's changed my life and he can do that for you as well. So awesome. So good. So awesome. Great. And I just want to dive into one final thing here is just understanding as, as God is bringing people, I guess. So Peter is reaching Cornelius from a very different culture and he had to think through those lenses. Um, so i know that you've worked in many different nations thailand and in indonesia and japan and many other nations and can you just speak to us about like how important is understanding the culture you're working in and how do we how do we engage the culture with the gospel Mm. very the answer is very important we must understand Mm. their
1: context even Mm. in australia there's people from different backgrounds so context is Mm. king I think Steve Mm. Jobs said that rather than content is king, he said context is king, like the actual how people hear. So Mm. if someone misunderstands, we can't blame them. We have to say, I've got to learn, which is what you just talked about just that moment ago. I've got to understand, I've got to grow, I've got to learn. So I think we need to ask a lot of questions about culture, understanding Mm. what we can say, what we can't say. Yeah, Um, And I think that shows love. I just Mm. think that's, that's, that's truly loving people is understanding them. God loves the world. He understands the world, mm. and he can give us insights. So in Japan, we started to learn what was important to say and maybe mm. some things that were not important at all. So we learned that. But I believe the Holy Spirit taught us mm. how to start reaching Japanese because it took us a few months, yeah. and then we started to see more and more and more. And I, I do believe that there is a, a cultural key or a cultural code mm. to unlocking people's hearts from different nations and religions even yeah um for example when i'm talking with my lovely um muslim friends i will always talk to them about my story of knowing a god who has grace mm. who actually forgave me although i don't deserve it at all mm. this god of grace so yeah. i just want to share something that's interesting because that's pretty mm. interesting and then tell my story um yeah. Because that's such a a, a desire amongst Muslim people is to know Mm. what's going to happen in the future. Will I get to heaven? Mm. And how does God work with us here on earth? And so to talk about grace and the God of grace Mm. is interesting. As long as it's not like in any way attacking. It's not. It's just this is my story. Mm. I've discovered could I talk about this thing called grace or what, what what's that? That's where you know we're all the same um, mm. or you know whatever religion, we're all the same. the Bible calls us sinners right? We're all sinners mm. yep. And I've just discovered this grace. So I'm giving you an example with one culture and one people. I've got to understand the context mm. because that's really an important issue. Yeah. But if I was to talk about some other things such as laws and whatever thats that's so boring that yeah. is so boring. I don't want to talk about that I want to talk about the love of Jesus and the grace mm. of Jesus so mm. by telling my story I'm going to tell it in a way that's interesting yeah to them and I just think that's love it's just understanding mm. and if if we don't do it well like you did we I'll learn like mm. you know retreat learn re-engage yeah. um, that's being a missionary and I think that that's being a pastor or being a Christian mm. and I, th- I think if anyone doesn't like that journey, um i i'd say really pray about understanding people the holy spirit mm. will teach you yeah it says in john 14 he's our teacher john mm. 15 he's our teacher he's our, he's our, he will teach us mm. and i believe that god will teach people about culture and we can yeah. share the gospel but let me say in any culture i've still got to get to the point where jesus died physically and he rose again he is mm. a living god and that's why i can have grace
0: mm. so good. i must get there yeah, Awesome. Well, it's been such a great discussion today. And um, over the past two episodes on awakening, we've spoken about two big stories, Paul's awakening with Ananias and Cornelius and Peter, big, massive stories. But let's just, I'd love it if you just share some final thoughts on what what can I do? What can our listeners do uh, to just be a part of, because God is awakening, God is drawing hearts. Like, How would you summarize what we can do to be ready to meet and disciple yeah. people? Uh, number one, just realize it's
1: happening. People are awakening. you like like mm. come back into the the, the the play or the game, terrible analogy, but come back into the concept that, that God is doing something with my family, my friends, work yeah. colleagues. something is happening. Number one. number two, I think we need to practice how we tell our testimony mm. because people love stories. yeah And if I can practice my story, the question is what changed? Mm. in my story what did jesus do and it doesn't have to be a salvation story necessarily but it could be Mm. it must be a change story yeah so for me i was depressed and then jesus healed my depression i was lonely and then jesus Mm. gave me great friends yeah and although that doesn't share the gospel at first it is it is my story Mm. what did jesus do for you so Mm. analyze that think about that for you as a christian young man adrian it was purpose i had no purpose and Mm. then i had purpose so thinking through those key issues. For Viv, my wife, who was a very good girl, I said to her, surely you didn't have a big change when you came to Jesus? She said, yeah, I was full of darkness and I was full of light. And I went, huh? Mm. But anyway, that's her story. I I can't challenge yeah. that. Right? Yeah. So just practicing a simple change or mm. benefit or love for Jesus. because So practicing that and getting ready. The Bible says be ready to sh- give a defense or share why you believe in God yeah. is really important when someone says, why do you go to church? Mm. If your answer is, oh, yeah, you know, that's what I've always done. it's, it's But rather say, well, you know, it, 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 it's actually a church where I feel refreshed. Mm. Now, obviously, if you, if you don't, don't say that. I'm not trying to put words <laughs> in your mouth. But thinking yeah. through <laughs> what is it, what yeah. do you like about church? Or why, mm. why do you love God? Thinking mm. through one thing to say and practice it because it's your story. Mm. And I think then get ready to meet someone and tell your story. Mm. Following on by saying, it's because I believe in a creator. He loves me. He died and rose again,
0: Mm. full of grace. Mm. Um, I think that's it. And let's see where that will go. Come on. So good. I'm so excited. And yeah, I hope that's been empowering for all of our listeners, just that God is moving and every one of us can be a part of people's awakening stories. You never know; you may meet the next Paul. <laughs> you may be the Ananias helping the next yeah. Paul. So Come on, that's awesome. So great. Would you? We just pray for us, and then we can close. Yeah, Lord, I pray that we
1: would be awakened to the awakening. We'd be a ready, alert. Yeah. And I pray, Lord, we'd think deeply about what you have really done in our lives mm. and being thankful for, and be ready to give a defense or give a a, a sharing of mm. why we believe. Lord, help us, I pray, and
0: give us great meetings with people that we can share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Rod. Great chat. And thank you, everyone, for connecting with us. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this, and we'll see you next time.